but you know what? Like, I kind of like the. I find myself missing the just turn the TV on. Really? Let me just watch Con Air for the fifth time or something because <laughs> it, it's on, you know? <laughs> right, fam? Like, yeah, you know, I kind of miss I remember like, the last time I used the television like that. Bro. I really like, don't. Like, to the, the beverages out there. Hey, we're back. You hear what I mean? <laughs> what's yeah. up with that? Yeah, what's up with that, guys? Uh, welcome back. Um, episode 49, I think. Almost to 50, so thanks for rocking with us. Um, guys, Jake, back with us once again. Nimbus as always. Yep. Um, Let's get a little recap of what everyone's doing lately, man. I know Jake's been busy, busy with the building up the production lately. Tell me about it a little bit. consultant who's been helping out a lot um been doing a lot of music videos a lot of commercials um nice. got a contract with five production companies now i got two in dallas I see you one. out there with mark cuban too yep. you know yeah, yeah. Mark, mark cuban yeah and we did Dirk on the same day what did mark cuban dirty whiskey on the same day oh wow and uh yeah i got uh, five contracts with different production companies from all kind of not all over america but like uh now we're nationally I got one in New York, got one in Minnesota, I got one in Atlanta, and I got two in Dallas. So does that mean you got to pay taxes in all those states? Uh, no, because um, I contract with them, so um, everything is like, if I went to their state and shot, then yeah, for those projects. Gotcha, but, but you're contracting each, out of yeah, Texas. Each project is individual, so when they come to Texas and they hire me in Texas, all the laws apply here. Okay. Nice. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. But if I went there, then yeah, I would have to pay based on the laws of that state. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. No, man, when you hit me up the other day, I was just glad to hear that you were still building everything up, you know? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't... So what's the whole, like, hiring the intern process going to be like for you? Like, what are you looking for in an intern? Um, right now we're just, I'm looking for just an extra hand editing and I'm also looking for a lead generator. So somebody that can, uh, send out emails, uh, cold call a little bit, but, uh, I'm going to be the one closing. So they're basically just going to kind of like reach out to them, see what they need. And then when it's time for the zoom meeting, they're going to pass it over to me and I'm going to take care of the meeting. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how we do it at work too. I, I kind of send out numbers and shit and then I'm home, I kick everything to to the closer yeah mm-hmm. no that's that's yeah. how it is though but mm-hmm. we all need like an extra set of hands man and it'll give them a little more experience it'll help them get their feet wet kind of in the industry and a lot of people nowadays are wanting to do their own thing they're wanting to start like their own production company and stuff so it'll kind of help them and get them comfortable with selling get them comfortable with like doing commercials and like uh, i guess industry standard like quality work and um but we're always looking for interns, always looking for extra Yeah, jobs. so if y'all know anybody, holler yeah. at us. Yeah, and we yeah. can give you college credit. If you're a student, I can give you college credit on your uh, nice. for some of your classes as well. Official. Yeah, and it only requires two hours a day, ten hours <coughs> a week. So That's pretty solid, man. <laughs> so what about you, Nimbus? I know you've been been working hell honestly man hours yeah between work like blue collar bullshit and trying to squeeze in time for this album i've been working on since last year man it's really just been like grind 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 and then when i get the time i might you know finish a beat or complete some writing for a song or something like that but honestly like i've laid low a lot as between winter of last year going into this year but I have a new album basically in the works. Um, that's going to be hopefully completed by like spring, if not summer. 
at the latest. And then really just working on trying to shoot more visuals, man. Shooting more visual content, getting that stuff ready. And then, of I course, like that one you dropped the other day. With really? The, with the cloud drop mic. Yo, yo, thank you, man. That was cool. I thank like that. You. That's it, cool. You know how like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I got to get some shit done today. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what it is. It was one of those days, bro. I was just like, got up and like, I don't have shit to do, but I need to get something done. And naturally, I already had like a bunch of the clouds just left over and shit. So I was like, you know what? Let me do some uh, interior decorum in the bedroom and just see if I can get some shit, you know, together just to shoot some promo, you know, because... Why not? Like our camera phones are capable of at least a little bit of fifteen seconds to twenty seconds. You can seconds get some vertical promo. footage for sure. Yeah, yeah. You got a stabilizer. You yeah. can do some hey, shit. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Boom. Exactly, man. So I, I figured since I had the capabilities, why not utilize it? You know, and, and get back into that groove because it just takes that step. You know, getting in into production and into like really putting your shit together because who else is going to do it if you don't do it you know i feel that dude it's it's hard getting back into that like productive groove sometimes too when you've just been chilling you know yeah chilling working yeah doing like you know adulting and all that shit and then you know this is the first crib that me and my girl had together so naturally like when we moved into there together at the end at the beginning of this past year it was just like a whole new adjustment. I feel like I was doing way more creative stuff when it was just me and my own little bachelor pad, you know? <laughs> That's all I had time of to course. do. Of course, yeah. Either play video games, get lit, or like make music and shoot like different stuff from the ceiling and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, you get you know? bored by yourself and you're like, fuck it, let me just uh, yeah. get busy on something here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that shit, that's your digital playground right there in the crib. So it was interesting to go from that to like, now I'm sharing space with somebody, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, like, time and energy, and it's like, you only have so many moments by yourself. There was this uh, survey that came out not so long ago that say men actually spend a lot more time in the bathroom just to get more time to themselves <laughs> when they live with their spouse versus when they don't live with their spouse, and I, I get it. But, um, yeah, man, I, I knew I needed to just start pushing more, bro, and, and really, like, not giving myself excuses. Just, you, you know just what the, done. You, you know where you're like what it feels like to be there. Mm-hmm. So you know when you're not there. Oh yeah, you for know? sure. Like, I, I definitely know when I'm not being productive. Oh yeah. You know, you can feel it. You're just like And you know your capabilities, bro. Like yeah. let's let's be honest with each other. Like we all know our capabilities at this table, what we can produce, what we can do. And it's like when you're not doing that for a certain period of time, your body feels it. It's just like not going to the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can feel the difference in your strength levels and just in your overall stamina and shit. And, yeah. like, right now I'm weak as fuck in comparison I mean, to dude, how I was this, last year. Even the podcast, like, this is a muscle you got to flex, like, in yeah. a workout. And, like, it, it, I haven't done this in, like, two months now. Jeez. You know? So, it's, yeah. this is the longest time I've gone since we started the podcast that I haven't done one. Yeah. Uh, what so does that feel like? It feels a little, a little like, a stumbly. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I'll probably listen back to it and think it sounds fine, but it feels <laughs> like it's a little stumbly from my end. But no, nah, I understand. I don't know. That's with anything, bro. It's like pedaling that bike, and you don't take a fucking two month hiatus off of the shit. Mm-hmm. Then you get back on it. It's a little wobbly at first, but then no you know what I'm saying. You no start doubt. pedaling, and then get back into that motion. And I'm sure we all listen to podcasts throughout our weeks and our days. Like I'm kind of like a every other day listener when it comes to pods, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'll listen to like what a lot of other people are talking about and I'll have my own input and be like, damn, I wish we could bring this up on the pod, you know what I'm saying? But it's all about timing and then just getting everything in sync. But I've missed it personally, like mm-hmm. just in general, just chopping it up, having these conversations, forgetting that the freaking camera's there. And yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just going off on I definitely table. do like miss the, like just the, <laughs> conversing part you know because i feel like i don't talk much to anybody yeah outside of like work and family you know so, <laughs> i, I know. understand well i mean like i guess but i, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that but you know it's it's definitely a different atmosphere when you're doing the podcast so yeah I don't know. yeah no, i've missed it a lot too man and i remember when like we started we just cranked it out like Dude, so, I mean, yeah, we were like at least filming. Yeah, we were up filming up to three a week. Sure. We were releasing yeah. one a week. 
Mm-hmm. So we were definitely, we are filming at least like three, sometimes four every week. Yeah, dude, it and was they, hectic. They got to the point where it just kind of felt like, like we're just in sync, we're just in motion. Yeah, a- after a while, it, it felt like just like, this is just what we do, yeah. you know, and uh, load another one up, let's do it again, you know, yeah. and that, that shit was fun. Yeah. yeah. I think definitely want to get back to that. You know what I miss though, and like I'll be honest, like I'll be candid and shit. Like uh, I miss that that room. Oh yeah. Really. I miss that room. This mm. room doesn't feel like that room. This room feels like I, it's a different vibe in here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I miss my corner shot. I have to. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's it's. I, I still don't get me wrong. I still enjoy doing doing the podcast and shit, but it just it feels different. Yeah. Like that felt like a. It's going to, but this place honestly it gives you a opportunity to like write more stories, come up with new memories. Yeah. And uh, just kind of turn it into something else. Like if you look at any other podcast, man, they always change sets. They always. True. They yeah. always change you know what I think it is? I think it's because this one feels more like my house, uh-huh. and the other one felt like a set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This just feels like my extra spare room because yeah. it is. Right, right, right. So I, I don't know. So that that kind of makes me feel weird about it, but yeah, well, that's no, about it's it. It's not weird. Yeah, you're right though. They do change sets pretty often. Yeah, man. They change sets. They change themes. They yeah. change offices, locations. That's like, true. Like it is what you make it. No, so. that's right. Yeah, Joe Rogan didn't start off where he's at. Fam, seeing the old Joe Rogan episodes versus the new ones and then even the ones in between, because he's changed sites at least three or four times. Oh, a couple times, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Between like the first spot and then like when he went to LA, then Austin, I think he's where he's at now, mm-hmm. I want to say. But it happens, man. I mean, some of our favorite podcasts, I'm sure, have changed sets, but I think that comes with evolution too, you know what I'm saying? People get to see a different perspective or a different lighting even. You know, like who who really like stepped it up with that is flagrant oh, oh yeah yeah like they, they went from just like straight table talk yeah. um podcast yeah. to like sit down talk show yeah well, honestly, you know what i mean schultz in general has because even with brilliant idiots they started off in like a radio room yeah like it looked like a little radio room and there was no lighting you could tell there was no lighting they were going off natural lights because the fluorescence like come off green mm-hmm. and it comes off real dim and dark That's true and now they do have like a full-on set full-on talk show and it's just crazy because even with him and charlemagne man like their the production on brilliant idiots now is pretty incredible mm-hmm. dude so rogan was one of the first guests they had when they had the new like flagrant set and he, he was like why did you do this, this is like, <laughs> he's like this is so unnecessary he's like you, you just blew up what a podcast yeah. is like this yeah. is a talk show now dude, he was also really shit-faced like you yeah that was a good episode. That was a great episode. No, Flagrant's become one of my favorites. Like they, they get a lot of good people in there. They do. And they have a good a good mix. And Alex, the one of the guys that's on there, he also is on Brilliant Idiots. They actually shoot Flagrant out of the same studio. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, and it's like the same production staff. Like Taylor, Alex, mm-hmm. um, all those people. And um, like it, it's, but the thing is, it's like the same... Uh, studio, same set, same people, but completely different shows. Like Schultz has really kind of mastered being able to, like, kind of flip between Brilliant Idiots and, and Flagrant. He's kind of turned Flagrant into his baby. Yeah, I mean, he's got a whole production team or studio rather. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and if you look at the cameras, bro, they're shooting on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but they're shooting on some some pretty big shit. Like it's mm-hmm. the same stuff that they would use for. Uh, like network TV. That's what I'm saying. It, it's like a three camera shoot. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like a, a three camera sitcom, rather. Yeah. Do y'all feel like YouTube has replaced network television? Yeah. In a sense. Like, In based sense. off of like yeah. how we get our media, how we get our news. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fact with YouTube that when you go to a like quote unquote channel, um, you can pick what is coming on on your time. Yeah. You don't have to flip channels and you don't have to go by the schedule of the yeah. broadcast. You can pick on your time what is going to be played. But you know what? Like, I kind of like the... I, I find myself missing the just turning the TV on and... Really? Let me just watch Con Air for the fifth time or something because it, <laughs> it's on, you know? <laughs> right, fam? Like, yeah, you know, I kind of miss I remember like, the last time I used the television like that, bro. I really <laughs> like, don't. Think of it this way. So, like, um, 
you can download like any song now, right? Right. But don't you just miss kind of just like turning on MTV two and whatever's on, <laughs> on, you know? Like it, it's don't, don't think about it. Yeah, like or just going to like shuffle on your playlist, you know? Like, yeah, I do. I, I do shuffle a lot. I'll be honest with you. That's probably the most like you know mm-hmm. random thing that I'll do in terms of ingestion of media. But like I don't know, man. I can't remember the last time I used real TV and real cable to like look shit up and watch it. I really can't. And no, then I, YouTube is like my everyday. Yeah, YouTube is definitely. I, I noticed it in myself because like when I sit down to like eat or something at lunch, I, I go to YouTube. I'm not going to like Hulu or Netflix. It's it's 98% of the time it's YouTube. Yeah, and even YouTube, like it's like the source of what we would call like real, true inf- like information. Mm-hmm. Like we used to look at the news and we used to look at broadcasts like they're telling us the truth. Mm-hmm. Now everybody looks at broadcasts like they're lying to us. Oh, yeah. And then they go to the internet to find what's really going on. Exactly. So it's kind of crazy how it like contrasts and it's kind of shifted between like the generations. Damn, that's so true. You have way more power in what you can actually receive in, yeah. in that regard versus the t- television. It's like, Oh, they choose yeah. that broadcast. They have it all written out already. Yeah, it's already staged. It used to be like that with the newspaper. Like you would read the article in the newspaper, and then you go to TV to hear people talk about it to see what's really going on. Yeah. Now you watch a news or, or like a like a televised news show, and then you take you go to the internet and like watch a podcast to see what's really going on. <laughs> exactly like, yeah, to get an average person's opinion on it. It's really crazy. Is it is it weird how like I don't know how y'all feel about it, but like the reaction news to the news itself, like there's a lot more react reaction videos, videos are dude, wild, dude. Reaction videos, bro. DJ Ghost. I've been on Ghost for like months. Yo, he, he's just a reaction channel. Dude, he is the best reaction channel. I don't even he, know. I gotta Cali. check it out. He's out of Cali, but he lives in Vegas now. And uh, when he first started doing it, he was homeless and he was doing reaction videos in his car. Oh, and wow. now he's got like a whole setup in his room. He went from the car to an apartment and now he's in a house. Okay. And he's the most successful. He's got probably like four channels and each one of his videos has like one to 200, 300,000 views. Really? Yeah. And he's Jay consistent Ghost. with it. And it's because he, he knows who he is mm-hmm. and he knows like he's really good at reading people like he calls it stereotyping yeah yeah and like he watch he doesn't watch the videos before he goes live when he goes live that's his first time watching it so you get oh a, wow you get genuine raw, reaction yeah, you get a genuine raw reaction gotcha and uh that dude he's got it figured out he's just like naturally himself and people love him for that i gotta check this out dj yeah, ghost, DJ ghost bro, he's the, the, the reaction thing. videos man it it took me a while to kind of get used to it because it, it's just weird seeing a video and then like another person in the mm-hmm. edge of the screen like doing their own thing. But it's there's a lane for it though, like for sure. There's there's obviously a lane, but it's just something that I never really got into. Yeah, there's certain people that are funny as hell, but I just I don't know. It's a it's interesting though how that there's subgenres to the genres itself. Just yeah. On YouTube. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and technically, like when you watch a reaction video, it's like like watching two videos at once. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. One. And there's some like honestly that I've seen from Ghost that I've watched because he does some of the no jumper stuff. Mm. And um, I would have rather watched his reaction before I actually watched the no jumper clip. Oh wow! Just because it's like it's that entertaining, and he'll turn like a like a 15 minute clip into like a 45 minute reaction. Gotcha. So he, and he just sits there and smokes like grava leaves and just fucking like gets high as shit and just tells you what he thinks. Did yeah. y'all see that? Yeah. What the fuck? Pauses the video, <laughs> breaks right. it down. All right, now what we have here. <laughs> he, starts off, he starts off every video like this. So look, bro. Like every fucking video. So look, bro. <laughs> so look, that's <laughs> he gets, good. He gets right into it. That's good. He's got like a so look, bro chain and shit. No. Yeah. Oh <laughs> he's got a whole chain, bro. Like, he's branded so look, bro. So oh, look, bro. Wow. He's probably got that shit pet or trademarked. Probably. You know. Good lord. Yeah. All right, so I I got some questions, guys. Um, just some shit that I've written down over the couple past months. I guess it's been. Um, what's your like just favorite new artist you're listening to right now? I, I wouldn't call him new, but he's definitely like kind of on the radar, off the radar. Uh, Kenny Mason. 
Okay. Kenny Mason, he has songs with JID. Right. You know, um, a couple other a couple other groups, but he's a really dope artist, man. Like I've been fucking with him. He put out an album, I want to say last year, like November, called Seven. I want to say, or no, it's called Six, and it's it's pretty fire. Like he mixes a lot of different stuff. Uh, he also works with Paris, Texas. I don't know if you guys have listened to them or heard of them mm-hmm. before. Yeah, Paris, Texas is like a duo, but they they got some dope shit out there. I've also been checking out Danny Brown's new shit recently. Yeah, yeah he dropped the album recently. It was really fire, bro. Like, and even his podcast is is pretty his fucking. His podcast is tight. Yeah, yeah. I've never honestly checked out his music though. Yeah, really, yeah. dude. You know, you know Steve-O went on his podcast. Yeah, he was like, "What do you do?" Yeah. <laughs> And he got fucking, he got roasted in like the comments. He's like, how do you, how do you gonna come on someone's podcast and not even know what they do? Yeah, like, nah, fam. You know? It was, it was really weird. There was reaction clips to that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because it was a big thing. Like, he came on there not knowing, like, what Danny, if Danny Brown rapped. He also isn't big into video games and shit. So yeah. He shit on that. And Danny he Brown shit on video games hard and that. Yeah. And Danny Brown was like, bro, you know I'm a gamer too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he kind of looked crazy, but yeah. I would say Kenny Mason's probably the artist I've listened to the most recently that I was just like, okay, this could somebody pay attention to. You know, it's pretty dope. I'm gonna have to check it out because I've honestly never checked this shit out. Send me some shit. Yeah. What about you, though, Jake? Lately, though, man, um, I haven't really been looking into like new music as far as an artist as an individual. But Cole Bennett's new visual album that's out is really fucking dope. Yellow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been is, I've been checking that, that out, is, dude. That shit is so fucking. He's been dope. slowly and dropping the, everything and the out. Production value, and he produced all the music himself. Dude, yeah. So he picked the artist. He did know some that. D, some DJ Khaled shit, bro. Dude, he produced everything. Yeah, he yeah. already had yeah. in mind who was gonna get on each track, mm-hmm. who was gonna have each verse. Like oh, he wow. he he produced everything, bro. He made the instruments, or like take the instrument selection, like all that kind of like what he does with his director shit in the video. Yeah, he brought that to music. Yeah, from music yeah. to video, he did everything. Wow, yeah, that shit's sick. And a lot of the other artists I listen to, man, have just been people I've been shooting videos for. Like right. we got a lot of dope talent in Dallas. Uh, fucking Fat Corey, Tato, uh, Peso from the Oaks, um, fucking uh, my homie AJ. AJ's got some shit. He's got that Dumber and Dumber. That shit goes hard. It's not really, it's not out yet. But he's been uh, performing at the club, and that shit gets a, like good reaction. Every yeah, time. yeah, that's cool. That's how you know is the, is the crowd reaction. Yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, the homeboy Playboy Guwap, uh, him and AJ actually just uh, fucking did a feature with Beto, and Beto's like really popping in uh, Dallas right now. Mm-hmm. So that that shit's pretty tight. I filmed their uh, their little like BTS like studio session and shit. So most of the artists I've been listening to are like right here. Nice. Keeping it local. Yeah. No, Peso really got some shit. AJ got some shit. Like, there's a lot of talent down here right now. Yeah, no, that's true. There's a lot of just people that are like not really known. You know, it's so crazy, like the amount of people that like don't make it. Like I always like think like I don't wanna be like that So there's like this fine line you ride, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, am I that old dude who's just like not giving it up and then like you have that other part that's like nah I'm, a, I'm fucking good at this shit you know <laughs> yeah 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 and so it's like you're riding that fine line of like am I that old dude I guess you know and so it's, it's always like a weird dance and I always, always feel like that sometimes but like do you feel it more when you go outside though and like see the younger yeah. crowd that's also doing so what like you're I was, doing? Like I was telling you, it's like I'm the old dude in the band now. Yeah. You know, our drummer's 19. I'm fucking about to be 33. Mm-hmm. So I feel like damn for real. Yeah, in April. Oh, so I feel like the old dude sometimes, and uh, you know they're all cool. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? right. But I, I I feel my age sometimes where I'm like like I was telling you, it's like midnight, and I'm like. <laughs> And falling asleep and shit, and they're just yeah, no, <laughs> all gas, no brakes, yeah. you know. But now it can be like that, but at the same time, they they need you just kind of like you need them. You need yeah. them to kind of get back in touch with uh, why you started and kind of like the way you, I guess, having that feeling of what it was absolutely, like younger. absolutely. And they need you for the yeah. wisdom and the experience because uh, even with uh, the homie Peso, he told me uh, not too long ago at the club. Uh, I was going up there to like shoot some shit for him, and he told me he was basically asking me like advice on like 
he, he was looking up to me. I didn't even realize it. He was looking up to me like, you're a grown man. I'm trying to figure out this grown man shit. Mm-hmm. How do we, he asked me about some advice with like him and like his girl and some shit. And he looked at me like I was an example for him. So that's what you can be to them. Mm-hmm. It's like an example for what they have to expect. No doubt. I just never want to be like that dude. Like, God, you know, the the, clay, the cliche of like, we're getting the band back together from high school. Yeah, like, no, that's uh, I don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah, you, that's, that's, like, a, that's a mentality. Bro. I understand what you mean. You know what I mean? You're the one that thinks that. You're doing yeah. it to yourself. I guess. Like, nobody else thinks that. Like, imposter syndrome, man. Like, yeah, I'm not bro, supposed to be here. Not, <laughs> on stage, everybody's just thinking, hey, this band is dope. I fuck with that. They're not looking at him like, oh, that motherfucker's 30, they're 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and half of the time, they don't even know how the fuck old you yeah, are anyways yeah, you're, right. you're right it's all internal you're right 23 year old burnout looking motherfuckers <laughs> that look like they're 35 and they look older than we do true and dude i've been i when i go to the club and shit there's some people that think i'm like 24 or 25 because mm-hmm. i'm hanging around people that are 23 24 i get that and i tell them I'm like now nah, i'm about to be 30 and they're like no really and i was like i could pass for 25 though right damn like, Y'all got beards. Imagine how the fuck I, <laughs> I'm 31 and motherfuckers still card me at the door every time yeah. because, you know what I mean? And I feel it. Don't get me wrong. Internally, once that 11 o'clock mark hits and I'm outside, I'm just oh, yeah. like, I could go home right now. And I could go right. home. That's, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, yeah. yeah, it hits me way more than before mm-hmm. when I was 25 and I was like, all right, party's just getting started at 11. And like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I can still hang. Yeah. You know, but I'm like the next day, I'm like, uh, I'm like I'm so tired. I'm just like dead tired. I notoriously get cranky at after hours now. Like, yeah. I, I, get, I get cranky, bro. I, I've had a uh, fucking AJ and them come up to, to me and be like, "Bro, are you okay?" Because we'll be at the club, and a lot of clubs now that we shoot at, they don't close till fucking three. When we were growing up, it was two. Oh that shit was shut down at two, and then at three, everybody wants to sit out in the parking lot and fucking talk and shit for mm-hmm. like an hour. But now it's, hey, the club shut down at 3. I've been there filming since, like, probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And then they're like, all right, bro, we're about to go to the after hours. We're about to go get some, we need some uh, B-roll. We need some camera footage. Nope. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I'll, go, I'll pull up at the after hours. They're only, like, usually about 5, 10 minutes from the club. Yeah. But I'll pull up to the after hours. We'll be there till 6 a.m. And I'll, I'll just be sitting there cranky. And they're like, Jake, are you good? You all right? I'm like, I'm fine, dude. I'm just fucking drunk and tired. No worries. Nah, <laughs> like, for real. Like, it, it, trust me, it has nothing to do with how I feel about y'all. It's just, I'm I'm tired. I hit my wall. Like, <laughs> it's time for me to go, go to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wall has been hit. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I understand. Man. Yeah, I get cranky now. All right. Um, next. <laughs> getting old. Um... This is more a deeper question. No, I got the deep questions. Would you rather be loved or understood? Ooh. Dang. Loved by who? It's a general question. I a, huh? Yeah, just a general. I don't, I don't, that's all I have is that one line. I probably want to, all right, I'll just, because that's a, that's a very deep question. Yeah. Um, I would say understood because, like, my dog could love me. You know what I'm saying? But my family understands me. Yeah, I kind of feel My girl way. understands me. My girl could love me and not understand me at all. Mm-hmm. But I know she still loves me, right? But yeah. when it comes to, like, someone truly understanding you, they can break down what you're already feeling, what you're already dealing with, yeah. how you how you actually, like, push that shit out and say, yo, this is this the type of thoughts that are going on in my mind. But when they understand it, it feels different. Like, it's like, oh, like, they can relate or even just... Yeah. Truly get it versus just like, oh yeah, I love you. Like, you know what I mean? That's it's like, all right, cool. But do you get it though? No, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? I think I, I feel the same way, man. I think I'd rather be understood. Yeah. You know, like you to to know someone like really know someone is a like. Special things. Not everyone. Like everyone has like a fucking mask, you know. But like to like really understand someone and know someone, like who they really are, is like on a deeper level. I think than like, but like you said, you can just love a dog. You can love like. And not know why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, or it'll be about the little things, but you still don't understand why the fuck they do the things they do. I love candy. You know, <laughs> like. I, but. <laughs> but to be understood, it also means that somebody took the time. To get to know you, does that mean that they at, 
because they took the time to understand you. They definitely feed off each other. Yeah. 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 I think you can't have one without the other. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because you have to have an interest in order to understand something or someone. Yeah, because, like, the biggest thing is, like, usually when people don't give a fuck about something, they don't invest any time into it. So they invested the time and the energy to understand you and learn about you. Does that mean they love you? There's a certain level of interest there. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Dang. Oh, that's real. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That's a good question. That was a really good yeah, question. I, I fuck with that. Though, where I, I, I agree with y'all. I'd rather be understood. Because at the end of the day, understanding is respect. So I'd rather have somebody respect me and not necessarily like me versus them like me and not have any respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got you to gotta know somebody to respect them. Exactly. Truly. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. All right, so let's talk um, <laughs> bands that get hate for no reason. <laughs> you know, like, like Nickelback. You that's, too. probably like the biggest one. Right? <laughs> yeah. It kind of has to do with like the marketing and the target audience, though. Then mm-hmm. they usually are more mainstream, like pop-driven, because usually the people in those genres that are more uh, not necessarily independent, but they're, I guess, more... Uh, approachable, more real, more raw, those are the ones that the crowds tend to fuck with and the ones that are being pushed by these labels to where you don't know who these people really are mm-hmm. and you don't get a glimpse of, like backstage or like into their life. Like you kind of, I don't know, you just kind of like seem to hate on, hate on those bands or hate on those people just because you don't know who they are. Right. That's true. You just see an image. And a hate, product. You hate on that image. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, I feel like that with a lot of rappers, too. I feel like a lot of them, especially lately, have been more product-driven versus, like, you know this person or you've seen their story and yeah. seen their come up and seen their triumphants. It's like, yeah. motherfuckers just get on and are already triumphant. Yeah, happens. nobody has a come up in Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. who are you? Like, I don't know you. I just see you with a big stack of money yeah. and you're yeah, just yeah. shaking your ass or just... Flossing, yeah, yeah, bro. I can't respect the industry plants. I'm sorry, I don't. My gear, my brain doesn't gear towards them because it's like I have no idea who you are. So, like, what do you think about like Cat saying that Kevin Hart's an industry plant? Because, like, that's a good, that's one. a good question. Because, like, is he wrong when he broke it down? That's I actually understood wrong? it a lot more, yeah, for sure. Because, like, I remember that I remember Soul Plane. And then it going from Soul Plane to he's everywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Well, and the thing is, is like, a lot of comics will be like, he didn't have, like, you know, like you hear, like, comic stories of, like, oh, I started in the fucking trenches, like, the yeah. Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory. For years. Yeah. And then they yeah, got on. have that story. He just, and, like, and showed always, up and was like, I'm Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And most of those yeah. clubs have footage. So they have footage of these comedians yeah. from, yeah. like, way back before they even, like, wore makeup and shit. Yeah. Or like got their hairline fixed and their teeth fixed and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it did kind of seem like he sprouted up. And Cat is somebody that you can't really take lightly because he's been around for so long. Exactly. Like he's got 20 plus years in the game. He's been around since like late 80s, early 90s. So like. And a lot of these dudes frequent the same places too. So you already know. It's a small circle. Yeah. It's a small circle. And they all got beef just like rappers got beef. Yep. Like they're all like some of them from the hood. Some of them like got backgrounds, like sketchy ass backgrounds and shit. So you can't really like there. I feel like there's a lot of truth to like what he's saying. But the thing is about getting on is somebody has to put you on and getting advances, getting opportunities. And nobody's going to know why Kevin Hart got these opportunities. Nobody's going to know how he got them. But at the end of the day, he got them. Right. And he popped out of nowhere, and now he's Kevin Hart. And he and had a run, too. In the last five years, like, he's really kind of developed into, like, a superstar. Yeah. So, however he did it, we'll never know, but he did it. Yeah. No, it's true, man. If you know, you know. It's just interesting to see it, because it's like, you don't really see too many people come out as the quote-unquote anti-hero or whatever to, like, dispel all our, you know, whereabouts or wherewithal with when it comes to these people and these different levels and positions. But I think Kat, 
He, we were talking about earlier. I feel like he really shook the fucking internet he, up, he's man. A like, yeah, bro, for real, bro. Like you said, he's been in the game for twenty plus years hey, now. And it's a small circle. You would know everything about everybody, man. Because oh, yeah. even just think about it locally with our circle, like the people that do what we do or similar to what we do, we all kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. So imagine if it was just on a bigger scale with cameras and production right you see what they do on camera and then you hang out with them off camera mm-hmm. so like there's no way to really prove his claims unless there's some kind of like background video or audio mm-hmm. but i think that what he's saying i don't think you should take it with a grain of salt i think what he's saying i think there is a lot of like fact in that yeah but there's no way to prove it I don't know, Ludacris and them been real quiet. Yeah, like, bro, he, he spilled it all, bro. And there's a reason why that shit got 40 million views in like four days. Yeah. Like that shit was doing 10 mil a day, that bro. insane. But I also think it has to do with timing too. Because like you said, and we all agreed, YouTube is our main kind of like resource for media, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of feeding off the same stories somewhat within that space. And I think timing-wise... There was no better time than that moment where like nothing else was really going on in the media space. That one interview dropped, and then everybody started talking about yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, because uh, Shannon Char just released another episode, bro. That episode that he just released got, I think, like 1.4 million views in one day. Mm-hmm. And I forgot. Do you know who it was? Uh, who he just interviewed? The last person I w- I noticed that came on there. He's a comedian, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, I. I but I'm sure there was an episode prior to that. Oh no, it was Twenty One Savage. Twenty One, yeah. Yeah, he just came out. It that one day ago, it's at one point four million. Mm. And I feel like a lot of it, like I think Cat kind of like jumped, advanced his algorithm a little a bit. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand yeah, percent, yeah, bro. Twenty One Savage. At the same time, bro, one point four million a day. Yeah. That's like yeah. music video. Okay, so also think about anytime you open up YouTube, it usually automates and just plays something, right? So that counts as a view. Yeah. If you just subscribe to them, one of the first things that's going to pop up when you log back into YouTube is going to be the newest video from the latest person you just subscribed to. Yeah. That's a view. So if he just got all those subscribers, yeah. the next time they go in, they're automatically going to see They're automatically going to see it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not, to me... It's not genuine views. Like, and like, maybe like half of them are real. Like people are like, oh, let's see what Savage got to say, you know. But yeah, that's uh, how I feel about music, though. True. There aren't like Spotify streams. A lot of those streams aren't genuine, bro, because yeah. it plays based off of what. Especially when you finish listening to one album, jumps into the next album. It's all based off of the artist. And I heard that a lot of uh, companies actually, there's a certain thing that you can pay for to get plays behind certain artists. So let's say for instance Drake, his fucking I don't know if it's Universal Music Group or whatever who whoever he's signed to can actually pay for his shit to play behind multiple artists that most people play behind. It's just like the A and R calling a radio studio back in the day saying, Hey, play this at this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just the new way of, of doing it, I guess. Speaking about streams, how do you guys feel about the pay I know this is might it might be an old topic, but like the payout of streams when it comes to like you get a million plays on YouTube or a million streams on YouTube it's like 10,000 I believe yeah it's uh, either 10 or 1 I think it's 10 I want to say it's 10 I, I would say that it's not necessarily fair but to also the the defensive like streaming platforms they didn't expect artists to get paid off streams mm. they didn't expect records to become streams I see. So, like, when people are buying physical records, physical CDs, even MP3 downloads, mm-hmm. they this is something that's new now. They're learning how to monetize it. Right. So the fact that they get anything at all off of it, honestly, is a blessing. Yeah. But they don't know how to monetize the shit. They don't know what's fair. Yeah, they're, they don't know yeah. what to tell you. Activating yeah. in real time. Yeah. yeah. So they don't know how to put a price on it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the same with YouTube. YouTube has advanced their monetization a lot, like, since they started monetizing platforms. <clears throat> and they don't know what's fair either. Right. So influencers now they get paid a lot more. Yeah. And I think artists will eventually get paid more for their streams. But it has to make sense like within the budget of the platform and also has to make sense to um I guess like 
they they just don't know what's fair for an artist to get paid. Like yeah. they have thousands, hundreds of thousands of artists on their platforms, and they don't know what to pay them. So they just give them a little bit of change so they don't go broke. But right. They don't really know what's fair, and they don't know how to make money off it either. So. Well, the ad revenue is is obviously like one of the biggest you know junctures that uh, streaming services use for people that have a large audience right yeah. like and now they're getting people to subscribe to eliminate the ads yeah so that's a way that they can do it but when you look at it it's like everybody that's subscribing and everybody that's like holding ads they're the ones that are actually paying the artists it's not really the streaming platform because mm-hmm. the streaming platform's only using that money to pay the artists true so it's like they try to use that as a way to come up with a budget to pay for the streams but nobody really knows what a stream is worth or like what's fair for me to get views for yeah like going viral on my platform yeah no for real it's 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 weird man just i always find myself looking at it i'm just like damn that shit got 50 million in you know some odd month or so they're trying to translate it as in they sold 50 million records at the stores right which is not not the same same thing no because there's so much so many other components that goes into building that whole entire record from the fucking casing to the CD to the packaging, the shipping, all that shit versus just like the click of a button. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I have downloaded this or received this information. It's yeah. completely different. And then what am I supposed to give the people that are paying for views and paying for streams? Word. What, am I, what do I give you? Like you're paying for this. Like, yeah, obviously what I'm going to give you is not what you spent on that. Mm-hmm. But for you to even try to get some money back after low-key kind of cheating the system... Like, I, like, we don't really know what to give you on that. Right. And we don't know how to prove whether or not this is a real stream, a real view, yeah. or if it's some shit that somebody paid for stream and automated. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely weird. We, we just don't know. We don't have the technology to, like, filter everything out. Yeah. It hasn't. I, I agree. I don't think it's even at that level, really, to solidify, okay, this is worth this much amount of time. And then. It's interesting because I hear about it more when it comes to like long form content, people that have like an hour's worth of content on one video or two hours worth of content on one video and how it's like you can have an album that is only 30 minutes long and that shit receives a certain amount of accolades versus like this one video that has, you know, let's say... 100,000 streams or whatever, but it's an hour and change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kept that person on this streaming service for an hour period of time versus this person for a 30 minutes period of time, but 30 minutes is getting more than an hour. Or even the fucking yeah. 10 second TikTok video yeah. is going crazy, fucking like on 100, shorts, 100, 100 million views, mm-hmm. and then you got a three hour long podcast that's like doing 38,000 views. Like, how do I compensate somebody for the time of or the length of the video and also compensate them for the likes, the comments, and the streams? Or I think that that's why they go off engagement then. Yeah. You know, yeah. They do a lot of en- however much your engagement is and, you know, kind of present it out like that, yeah, I guess. That's like the closest they have. Yeah. But that's, that's a good point, though. How do you how do you justify, like, a, a short video with a million views rather than a long video with only like say ten thousand views but the retention rate is a hundred percent. Right. You know? Yeah. Because those and people stay there way longer. Yeah. Yeah, you kept them there on that service for way longer. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Who's got the answer out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for real man. Fuck it, Elon Musk though. Would y'all ever get a Tesla? Like, you know, cool. say take money and all that shit out of it. Yeah. Like, just in general, would yeah. y'all ever get a Tesla? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I would yeah. low-key dress like whatever character in Cyberpunk that my shit is. And then go get a Cybertruck. Oh, like, see, that's one, yeah, the Cybertruck is dope. Yeah. That is a dope. That shit low-key kind of hard. Yeah. But they did make it to where you can't resell them because they don't want mm-hmm. uh, other factories knowing how they're built. Really? Yeah. Can't trade in a Tesla. No, Interesting. It's yours. Like once you buy that shit, it's yours. But also, dude, like even like delivering on Uber and shit, Uber will pay you more money if you have an electric vehicle. Really? Yep. 
Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, and they even give you a bonus as soon as you get an electric vehicle, and they are promoting Teslas. What? So like, if you get a Tesla, they throw you an extra two grand, and they pay you more money to deliver or what like do rides. Fuck? That's cool. I did not know that. Yeah. My uncle got a Tesla, and he's been oh. he's hasn't he doesn't stop talking about it. And dude, I thought about this the other day. You know how they have the charging stations and the charge points and shit. Yeah. What if they made? They're eventually gonna have to make. Uh, fucking Teslas and electric cars solely. So if they have a solar panel, what are they gonna do about the like? How are they gonna like? I guess charge or be compensated for the energy that it takes to like fuel that car. You know what I mean? Because you can and anybody that kind of like knows about technology or knows how solar panel works, they could probably rig their shit mm. to put a solar panel on it or have it get energy from the sun. So it charges like during the day. Yeah, so it yeah. It never really goes out. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I've seen they sell those. They do. It's like a mat. It, uh, you lay across. Uh, it's a mat. Plugs into your fucking battery charger, and you just lay it across the top of the car, and it, it charges. That's hard. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. hard. I've seen those. Damn. Yeah. And then it kind of like makes it to where you don't have to like pay a high electric bill. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just like an emergency thing. Like you ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. It's, it's probably like a probably use. slow as shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, no doubt. You know, yeah. it'll probably just get you from point A to point B mm-hmm. to another charge station. But uh, yeah, they do make those. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Do you think it'll ever get to the point where they are just fully solar, to where we don't have to like plug them in and charge them? I don't think that the sun puts off enough energy to charge everybody. Yeah, it puts off enough energy. It's just a matter of harnessing it and getting it through the transformer from solar to whatever ACDC, whatever kind of voltage they use. And oh, okay. like, I don't think they get it. It would take too long, I think, to charge. Oh, okay. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not a physicist. I don't, I don't know. A physicist. It's an interesting theory, though. I think eventually at some point gas is gonna go out and like go extinct. Hell yeah! Oil and all that shit for for gas cars. Think so? so I think eventually it will. Like, there's gonna, cause you gotta think, bro. Inflation's already as high as it ever has been mm-hmm. in human history. Combine that with the fact that cars are super expensive now. So it's like, okay, you gotta take the car, you gotta take the car note, and all that shit to keep up with the maintenance. Versus an electric car, I think sustainability-wise, it's going to make a lot more sense for a lot more people. But since it's such a newer product, that's why it's so expensive now versus sure. it's going to become the common car at some yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? That's In, in, that's in an argument, to, just to play like devil advocate, um, <laughs> have you seen the, the like electric car like graveyards in China? Mm-mm. Dude, no. they have like because like the thing is is like those batteries like they build those cars around the battery and like once the battery goes out, the car's fucking useless. Yeah, yeah. So they just have like graveyards of like thousands of electric cars in somewhere. Really? Yeah, and they can't do nothing with them. Like they've all been scrapped, whatever they can. Like they're just like shells. Damn, I'm gonna yeah. have to check that out. Electric car graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that though. Damn. Yeah, what am I doing? I can just show you. Yeah, dude, have you seen this shit? The door of mine? Ty- okay, let's go. Oh, hey! my God. <laughs> Speaking of Tesla great let, let me get my fucking two hours back first off. Like, that was, ah! that was such a fucking bullshit movie. Out of me. No, dude. Such <laughs> a bullshit movie, dude. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know who to trust in this house. No, so, like, the, the end of it, like, it ends with this little girl just watching Friends. You know, and I'm like, motherfucker, yeah, you, you don't, you don't even. Trying to watch Friends the whole damn time, bro. Fuck, fuck that little, fuck, fuck that little girl. <laughs> like, fuck them kids. I'm trying to. No, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened. I want, I want answers, damn it. I want to know, like. It's completely. Dude, the acting's great, cinematography is great. Uh, as like, as far as everything's covered, it's a great film. You can't knock it. It's a great film, and even the opening ending is fucking genius. I was pissed too, but that part, the reason why I brought it up was because you're talking about the Tesla graveyard, and when okay. they're on the highway, and yeah. the Teslas are driving themselves, driving and like mm-hmm. smashing into each other. They're blocking all the roads so yeah, people can't right. get in and out. What's up? No, I don't know where it's at. It's right there. Oh, it's right there. Underneath the table. You want to get it? 
Yeah, man. And they played off a lot of uh, social issues as well. Mm-hmm. They made the two families, like, white and black. And then they both didn't trust each other. And then they brought up, like, points of race and points of, like, equality. No, I mean, I guess it was good in that aspect. I just, I hate it, like, a unresolved, like, story. Yeah. Where yeah, it's just, like, left open and, like, it just, it just cut to black. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. I think? saw it and I I feel like I agree with Nick a thousand percent. It was like super open ended and they led up with so many good factors just to They like could have built off so much, off a cliff. Dude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm just like, yeah. damn. Yeah. You know, because I could see all right, with the fall of society, in my opinion, is definitely gonna be electrical based to where everything's fucked that we need to utilize that requires Wi Fi. But the way that they were doing it and then just to focus on, you know, these two different families that are obviously from two different places, it it just built up so much good shit mm-hmm. for it to just, all right, you know, this is it. And I think, honestly, a lot of that is based off the writer's strike, I was bro. just about to say, like, I think the a lot of that. writer's strike impacted a lot of the shit that we in, induced. Like, a lot of that is, like, writers, and I feel like they're being pressured to, hey, I need this by this date, yeah, you know, and... Yes. Yeah, yeah, word, word. So they're like, fuck it, let me just wrap this up real quick and here you go. Yeah. You know? If y'all yeah. want to reboot it later, cool. If not, well, we got That's what that know, felt like. It felt like uh, just someone is like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it did kind of seem you know? like, because the whole film is a build up. Yeah. So, like, it was building up the whole time. We're learning more information about each family mm-hmm. throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we're also gathering more information about the world. And then the closest thing we have is you see, like, a nuclear, like, bomb thing kind of, like, in the fucking background mm-hmm. type shit. And then that's all you have to go on. You don't know what happened. You don't know what caused it. Right. And then they start talking about, like, fucking China and shit. And then you're just like, yeah, but what actually happened? Exactly. And then they build up the whole time. Yeah, the, yeah, the little girl pops in friends. And game over. Black. That's Cut you, credits. That's scene. Did. It's almost like the Cloverfield Paradox. Or the or Cloverfield in mm-hmm. general, like Cloverfield, it was basically centered around motherfuckers going through something and not knowing what the fuck was going on, and then you're seeing this camera going around, shit's happening, but you don't know really what's going on, and then at the end you see some shit that doesn't make any sense and it's very climactic, and then mm-hmm. that's it, camera closed, like, yeah. and then it fucks your head up because it's like, wait a minute, what the? I'll fuck? tell you the best black cut to black scene in any series though. Sopranos. Sopranos. I knew you were gonna Sopranos. say that shit. <laughs> Sopranos. Well, that shit pissed me off. At the very end of fucking however many seasons, they build up this whole thing. Did Tony get whacked or not? And like yeah. you have no idea. And the very fast, like the don't stop believe, and then it, it cuts on stop, and it just cut to black right there. You don't know if like what the fuck happened. At happened? the same time, it's fucking genius, bro. Because oh, it's it's if, it's, if the production company exactly, or, or yeah. if the filmmaker made you feel something, they did their job. Yeah. yeah. Even whether it's love, hate, or whether you like it or you don't like it, mm-hmm. I did my job if I fucking made you feel something. Exactly. So, if, if Tony Soprano got, if you saw him get shot right there, like, I don't think it would have, like, the ending would have just been kind of like, eh. Yeah. Saw that coming. Yeah. You know? But, like, since it just goes straight to black like that, you're just like, well, Maybe it was this guy. Maybe yeah. this guy did it. Or maybe they didn't do it at all. Or maybe yeah. it's just like, you know, it, it, it leaves you with that a feeling, like you're saying, yeah. you know. That's my favorite cut to black, though. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most iconic ones, <coughs> for sure. A thousand percent. People still talk about it to this day. Literally. Fucking Sopranos, man. Yeah. Sopranos is great. Yeah, no, even Bird Box. Like, Bird Box kind of was like that, too. Did that one have a, a cut to... It didn't have a cut to black, but it had an open ending. Like, yeah. you didn't really understand what happened at the end or towards the end. That's how Lost was, too. Lost got yeah. fucked up after, yeah. like, third or fourth season. <laughs> Lost was so... They just started so... freestyling. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah you, you could tell. Once the motherfuckers started time traveling and mm-hmm. shit... And, Going you know, down in the hatch. Yeah, old boy yeah. had to go to the hatch and reset the timer and all that mm-hmm. bullshit. Then it was just like, then I don't know, man. I fucked with Lost in the beginning. It oh, was like too. a family show. We yeah. had it on the DVR. Talk about sitting down every day watching what? something after yeah. dinner. At the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, that ex- 
Work. Thursdays at seven, I think that was it was. A good callback. Yeah. Yep, that was a very good callback. Exactly, bro. That was it. Like, fuck that first the first season, the second season. Loss was incredible, man. The fucking black smoke that was going through the island and yeah. shit, fucking motherfuckers up. It was crazy. Fucking polar bear on the island. That and it, yeah. it's like it didn't. It started just freestyling. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Then once they started time traveling, that's when I was like, all right. John Locke was that dude though. I ain't gonna front. Yeah. He was one of the coldest cripples I ever seen in my life. Right. Yeah. He got there and could walk again. <laughs> that motherfucker went from cripple to killer, like in 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 one season. He was just mm-hmm. a badass motherfucker, boy. John Locke. Shout outs to you. Shout out to out there. Yeah, man. No, it's different though. Like when it comes to media, television. You know, what we watch, I think I've noticed it probably within the last year that it's definitely so much more dedicated to the writers than anything ever. Because like, we always have studios and shit, but when the writers go on strike, then you can't really shoot or do yeah, anything. Yeah. No, nobody can do their job, bro. You can always hire a new actor, you yeah. can always get a new cinematographer, you can always get a new gaffer. R- writers, having that creative mind, especially for the type of story that you're trying to portray like that shit is only like one in a million or like one of a kind like mm-hmm. you can only get so like obviously they're a team it's not like one person but that team collabing you're not going to be able to find minds to produce something like that anywhere else yeah I always think about how hard it must be to be a writer just constantly dude why do you think they're all fucking like alcoholics and have really shitty lives and Man, you just. <laughs> they, they always Real talk shit. about like they always hear about like being an SNL writer is like one of the most stressful fucking jobs and like and like people talk about how fucking like toxic that shit is to be an SNL it's writer. Pressure, man. The pressure, yeah. And you, if somebody is expecting you to pop up with something new that's gonna make me laugh my fucking ass off more than I did last week, mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Like, every week, I have to go harder. That's why when I hear people, they're like, oh, SNL sucks. I'm like, man, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. Like, if you if you get a little chuckle out of somebody, like, you did your job. Yeah, like, dude, if you come up you with know? nothing, you're fired. Yeah. Like, straight up, they will get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you come up with nothing that week, or you have an off week, or you're going at it with baby mama, and, like, you can't come up with nothing, like, mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah. No, that's true. The stresses of that job is incredible, man. Yeah. <clears throat> It's almost like, just to, just to translate it to music, just the job of an engineer. Like, that dude that has to mix all that sound together, but then might get last end on the credits, or might not even get mentioned on the credits. Or but even talked about. Exactly. Yeah. Like, nobody knows that person, but they yeah. really were the hand that made this whole entire experience come to fruition. Yeah, you know the producer, you know the artist, but you don't know the guy that laid the effects, uh, came up with the vocal chains, yep. came up with the, uh, the fucking uh, the game staging. Exactly. Like you don't know, like you don't know who that is. And, and then don't let them have to multi like do multiple engine, multiple people or multiple acts within the same session. Yep. That shit takes mad work, bro. Like. I always think about posse cuts and how like different artists have different tones of voice or yeah. like just different amplification and you got that one guy in the studio that has to like change the effects on their voice versus the other person's voice and another person's voice and then yeah. it's like a seven to eight to ten hour block session of just recording and hearing the same shit over and over again. Oh my god. Yeah, no. yeah and you would have to have vocal chains for uh, different ranges. So if yep. somebody has a high voice versus a low voice or a mid-range voice, you would have to know in your fucking effect library or your browser which vocal chain is going to complement their vo- their voice and shit. Exactly. Like that, that's got to be really difficult. Yeah. And just know off top. Like, and oh, then yeah. hope you get credit for it. Yeah. At the end of that shit. Right. <laughs> don't, don't even get a thank you. Fail. <laughs> even a percentage of that motherfucker. Yeah. It's just like, oh, God, man. That's what makes a good producer, though. I mean, those guys that will give you that input to help whatever helps the song, you know. Yeah. I've been working with, a, with Dustin lately, and he's a... No shit, like one of the like most talented producers I've ever worked with, and like he'll, we'll be sitting there like just fumbling through a song, and he's like, 
why don't you try like this? You know, and then I'm like, sure enough, it's like, God damn, like, how did you fucking, like, I don't know, like, he'll, he'll like, I'm, I'm going to take a picture, he'll come back and be like, so when I was taking a piss, I thought about this, you know, like, <laughs> I think you should sing it like this, or hit it like this, and then sure enough, it's like, right. he's right, and I'm yeah. like, dude, you've been doing this for a while, like, yeah, you know yeah. what sounds good. Yeah, or it's just like a natural thing that nobody else has, like, just like, um, they're like, Cole Bennett, for example, like nobody, he has a natural eye for cinematography mm-hmm. and obviously has a natural ear for also music. And like with engineers and shit, they probably just have like some of it is probably learned and like developed, but I feel like a lot of it is just kind of natural. They can look at you, they can hear you, and they, they can kind of just like see what works and what doesn't. And yeah. If you're doing something that doesn't work, they can probably help you. Their job is to figure out exactly. what works. Exactly. And that's what I've learned is like when when you get around a, a real producer slash engineer that knows how to write music as well, not yeah. only produce, but they know how to write music, dude, it's a huge, like drastic change of like, all right, the difference between like, all right, come in, you got two hours, let's record what you got. Yeah. And there's just no input, mm-hmm. you know, just a dry session, you know, but like, I don't know, it's, it's shout out to Dustin, man, it's, it's a, he's a fucking excellent producer. It's 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 just been tripping me out lately, like the just the music that's been written lately. Mm-hmm. It's just how like you know, like when you, you get that idea and it just like you build and build and build and build and the next thing you know you got a whole song. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I've just been watching that happen with like Connor and the guys lately and it's just been so fucking cool to like like be in that fucking like music bubble again, like yeah. watching it like start from like this like just like one guitar riff into like a whole ass like three minute song or right. layers and shit and like it, man it's uh, yeah i've really been enjoying it yeah that's awesome man and yeah. just like outside of looking in like i feel like you've kind of found your people dude like, right. you found your group honestly i feel the same yeah, yeah. it seems like it just clicks yeah. it seems real natural and it seems like all you guys are like pretty similar mm-hmm. and you all have like a mutual respect and everybody has their own I guess like area exactly like own, yeah own area <clears throat> and I've been in other bands where like uh, like with Parker and shit like mm-hmm. with like Chris and then like Chris like wrote most of that music and like I just kind of played what I was like told to play you know but like with like Connor and them dude it's like hey what do you got like you yeah. want to put input on this and like I, I respect the fuck out of that because I'm still the new yeah. guy Yeah. but they're like hey come jump in on this you know so it, it makes yeah. me it makes me feel like appreciated yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm sure you are man yeah. I, I really just like I haven't been there. I haven't like witnessed it myself, but from what I've seen you post like on social media. Well, I mean, you 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 jammed with us at one time. Yeah, with Connor. So yeah, yeah, you felt the vibe. Yeah, and I've worked with Connor. Um, yeah, I actually have a video coming out with with him. Uh, not a music video, but um, he did a streetwear ad like a long. He's always doing shit like that. A long ass time. Well, I, I shot the streetwear ad. Okay. And I'm currently editing it. I haven't put it out, Connor. I'm still fucking working on it. And I haven't put it out simply because I haven't had the effects or I haven't made the effects and after effects that will complement what we're going for. Yeah, yeah. And I, you want to get it right? I finally have it. Okay. I finally have it. So Connor, Jimmy, sorry for the delay, but that shit, that shit's about to come out. I'll let him know. Yeah. I'll let him know. Even if you don't let him know, like, I want to surprise him with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're letting me and Jake Nepper came out with that shit, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But uh, I met up with Connor and met up with Jimmy. And uh, Connor's super easy to work with. He's he, so easy. He was fun to work with. Yeah, he's, good, it's always... time working with Connor. Yeah. And he's very creative. He's got a good mind. He gave me his input as well, like, on what, mm-hmm. what would look good, like, as far as, like, him, like, being on camera. That's what I love about working like, with Connor, like, uh, just to give him his flowers real quick, like, he's always, like, uh, willing to, like, work with whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's never, like, a... I don't know about that. Yeah. Like he's a he he's down to put his input in and be a team player on shit, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. And he gives other people their flowers too. Yeah. So he he has a mutual respect for other creators and that that goes a long way. Shout out Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out guys. Connor, man. That's awesome. And uh let me just say come see us at So What Fest this year. Yeah, we're playing um opening up for Under Oath and um I got I got a few here. I don't know who else is. Devil Wears Prada opening Ooh, up for them. That's yeah, that's yeah. Norma Jean, Mayday Parade, hey. Silverstein, um, Pod. Okay. You know, Switchfoot. Okay. Yeah. That's so. A hell of a nice. That's gonna mm-hmm. be a good show. Bro. It's gonna be dope, man. I'm, to pop out for that. Yeah.
Definitely come out, dude. Even if I can just get you to like film or what, dude, get, get you a press down. pass, maybe. I'm down, bro. Honestly, I could probably like it would help if you got it, mm-hmm. uh, just to have like a reference. But I could probably call them in advance and probably get one. Dude, I bet Mike would probably yeah get you in there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, would, I would love to do that. That'd yeah. be awesome. I'll see. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, do your thing, man. You might want to go downstairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean, we we did that thing at Three Links uh, in December, but uh, this is the biggest one. Like, it's a yeah, festival. Island, dude, y'all had a crowd. Like, that shit was packed out. Mm, it was sold out. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And it's dope to finally see, like, not only you find your people, mm-hmm. but it's dope to see, like, Connor and Dylan and, like, everybody kind of, like, start to get what they deserve. Yeah. And start doing shows that they deserve. They put a lot of work and a lot of effort into it. They have, and they've been doing... They've been grinding for years, yeah. and so they're finally getting that little oomph that they need, yeah. I think. Yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Editing's been such a bitch, dude. Like, dude, it's always a bitch. My God. It never gets easy. Never, <laughs> dude. There's always, like, something wrong. Always. Always a problem. Yeah. Like there's, it, it's never like just yeah. to upload and, and it's oh, no, tweak no. and then up no. export. No, it's always yeah. like, fuck, I gotta like chop this up, layer this audio, fucking bring this, like, dude. And it's constantly patching, like, nothing is perfect and mm-hmm. it's your job to make it as polished and perfect as it can be. And you have to throw clips, throw little audio uh, things or like little sound bites. You gotta throw filters, The and people just think you hit record and upload. Yeah. Nah. Uh, there's so much more to it, bro. <laughs> yeah. In post, I think post production is harder than just regular, just on set production, bro. Because you really got to do a lot of cleanup, 100%. especially. That's where the hours come in. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. You put it perfectly one time. You were like, uh, I'm, I, I got to build the puzzle without knowing what it looks like. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I've got all the pieces, but I, but I don't yeah. know what it looks you like. You got the pieces, but you don't have that picture. But yeah. You don't know the final picture yeah. on the box looks like versus yeah. <laughs> damn. So there's no reference. So you're just yeah. like, okay. Well, and you got a thousand pieces. Yeah. You're trying to find all the corners yeah. to that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Get your corners first, you know. Yeah. Get your little, little title shots first or whatever. That's so real. Wow. That's very real, man. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I guess with all that being said, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this, you know. Get the get the repetition going again yeah build man. it back up so yeah it feels good to be back though honestly like i was texting you the other day and i was literally just at work bro i'm like when we gonna get back on this horse man because you know our creative things break up the monotony of our everyday life exactly. and we need that shit regardless of what's going on in our lives bro we gotta have certain things that come into play that kind of just breaks up that everyday i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta do this so, this shit is one of those things in my life that I really miss doing and that I think I truly need it. We all truly need it because it's another outlet for our brains, you know? Something to look forward to. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a side mission in GTA. It's a side mission. <laughs> Definitely side mission. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming through, guys. You know, of course. I feel like I got the old, old team back, so... The boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all know the drill. Uh, y'all be you. We're going to be us. Later. Peace. If you'd like to see raw, unedited live episodes, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that. To watch full episodes of what's up with that, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what's up with that.